Put somebody's hands, let's say this together, our Father. Our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus. In the name of your Son, Jesus. We receive revelation. We receive revelation. That is found in Christ alone. That is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no confusion. There is no contradiction. There is no contradiction. In this atmosphere. In this atmosphere. Everyone, Everyone can behold you. Can behold you. As we see ourselves. As we see ourselves. In you. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. Amen. Alright. Let's dare be light. Let's continue it this morning. Let there be light. Uh, let's see if we can finish it this morning. We've been on this for about... This is the fifth week or the sixth week? This is the sixth week. Yeah? All right. Let's see if we can finish it this morning. Amen. Amen. Alright. Um, let there be light. So we said in Genesis 1 verse 1. Let's go back there again. Genesis 1 verse 1. Can everybody hear me? Yes, sir. You can hear me quite okay, right? All right, cool. Genesis 1 verse 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So recall something that we explained, we said that in Moses' explanation of this text, that the term heaven there was used to explain God, that is the spirit of God, his words, his actions, his light. We explained it and we said when it says, and God created heaven and earth, that word heaven there is used to explain God, that is the spirit of God, his words. His actions, his light. While the term earth is used to explain man, we explained it before, and we said the statement darkness was upon the face of the deep was to explain the state of a man without the spirit of God. So when it says darkness was upon the face of the deep, it was talking about a spiritual reality. It was not talking about a physical reality because one thing you must understand, and we say one thing you must understand in studying the scriptures is that the scriptures are not going to bend in your 2023 English language. No. We are going to sit back and read it like the audience of Moses. Does that make sense? So it's just like, how many of you have read Shakespeare materials? I, 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 I love Shakespeare. I, no, I don't love him. I don't like him. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a literature student, but I don't like Shakespeare because his materials are very tough. I don't even know what I'm talking about. His materials are very tough because he wasn't writing in our today's English. You will see very, very in his writing. You will see, um, you will see some. In fact, do you notice that anytime that you are giving a Shakespeare material, it has to be compounded with a movie. I don't know if you notice. They have to show you a movie to understand it. I don't even notice that thing. Now, why did they show you that movie? Because you can't understand the stories by reading it. You can't. So why? So that means you have to sit back. So the, the way they explain both, that he will write, he will use it in his writings, is different from what you will see when you watch the movie. I remember when I watched Romeo and Juliet and um, Tempest. I don't know if I've read Tempest before. That's one book I hate. I'm Othello. I don't know if you've read those books. Mm. Oh boy, I hate those books. I, I don't like Tempest. I don't like Shakespeare materials. 
Because even the teacher is struggling to understand. Let's not deceive ourselves. How many of you have been taught in school Shakespeare? Your teacher is also struggling. As you two are struggling to understand. That's why you ask the teacher question. You say, go and watch the movie. Because they can't, they can't assign. <laughs> they can't assign it. Now, that's to tell you that because of his writings, his writings were not written to fit in into today's language. So that is why you have you and I have a problem with his materials. And it's the same with the scriptures. So, but you know what we do? We run to the scriptures to pick out mystery. We just say darkness. Oh, especially when you say, and God said, let there be light. That movie in your mind of who? There was just a day, God just came out. Light just came. It was a legend be light. Begin LG, Rochester Regional Light. Gas and electricity just on the light. No. It's a spiritual reality. Hallelujah. And we walk through the scriptures. We can quickly do that again so that we can be on the good side. Now, no, we're going to do that. Let's not, let's not waste time. We're going to still do that a lot today because we want to see darkness even much more. And we said, darkness is a spiritual reality, right? Yes. And we said, light also is a spiritual reality. So we said, darkness, or when it says, darkness was upon the face of the deep, it was used to explain the state of a man without the Spirit of God. So that would mean, a man's act without the Spirit of the Lord, we can say, darkness is upon the face of the deep. So, in our says, and so we said, and so that means the phrase without form and void was to further. That when, when it says it was without form and void, it is a further explanation, giving a further description of the state of a man without the spirit of God. That word form and void is tobo, it means nothing, nothing, very empty in the Hebrew, emptiness. So, and that's the act, and that is the life of an unbeliever. Let me tell you. I am super persuaded. I am hundred. If I was, if I was convinced, if I was convinced last Sunday, ninety percent. I can tell you this Sunday because of things I saw this week. I can tell you that I am hundred and one percent convinced that the only solution to the problem of humanity is the gospel. Yes. I can tell you. I can tell you that I've sat with rich people. I mean, when I mean rich people, I mean people that are talking millions of dollars and people that are talking millions. In fact, I sat with some of them this week and we spoke, right? And let me tell you one thing. The emptiness and the void in their heart is that they don't have that piece of the gospel. It is there. And God has created man in such a way that he will find him. That is why you will notice that there is nobody on this earth that doesn't believe something. They can tell you they believe everything, but that is something. Why? What is that search? What is that quest in the heart of a man? It is a search and a quest for salvation. The gospel is the only peace. The gospel is the only way. You know, I explained to you in the course of this series, the way, the truth, and the life. The gospel is that way, is that truth, is that light. No man, see, no man on this earth can have that internal peace, can have that internal safetyness, or let me use that word, internal safety, unless he has salvation. 
there will always be that void. That form and void in the heart of a man, there will always be. If he is not saved, there will always be. And you get to what I'm saying. So when he says, when he says the time, so when he says darkness without form and void, it is explaining the act of a man. See, let me tell you, the act of a man eh, and the will of a man is more powerful than anything. Because see, eh, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If you want, if somebody kills today, it is not an impulse thing, right? He has imagined killing. He has imagined killing. He has planned it. It's a preconceived notion. So, the act of a man is where Christ will reside. And if that heart is empty, I'll tell you. See, I tell you. That's why it seems like people that preach, that, see, that's why I'm, I'm very ashamed of the prosperity gospel. When they say, oh, you come to church, the Lord is going to bless your finances today. And I, I sat with somebody yesterday on the air and we're discussing and he said, this is a very rich man. And he said, he has been to all the churches. And I said, no, you heard. He said, I just, I resorted back to, I resorted back to being a Muslim because I just did not understand what was going. On. I said, no, you heard the wrong thing. I said, it's because you thought you have money. That is why you thought you don't need the gospel. It's a shame for us to preach and say, and everything we are preaching in church is how you will get money. That's a shame on the gospel. So why did Christ die? Why was he buried? Why did he raise again? For money? No. 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 So that is why you will find people like the rich people in those world, the gates tell you they are atheists because they will tell you they can buy your God. And you get to what I'm saying? That is not the cause and the essence of the gospel. It can't be. It can't be. The essence of the gospel is the reason why Christ died. Do you know what it means that God came down and died? He came down as a man and died. His chief deserve of his glory. Do you know what it means to come down as a man? The God who created the whole earth and says, he never sleeps or slumbers, now became the one that sleeps and slumbers. You don't understand. The one who created the winds and everything, who created the day and the morning and the night, now began to obey it. You don't understand. He is supposed to control it. Now the day and the night is controlling him. And you say he died because of money. That can't be the gospel. Or he died because you want, um, you want, um, what 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 other things do they say? What what other things do they say? Uh, eh? You want stock? Ah, that's even worse. How will Christ die and say he wants stock? Even the ones that have a Bitcoin has crashed. <laughs> it has not. It has not. Right. Even my own, my investment is my investment is the stock something go. I'm still praying that God let it rise up. <laughs> How is it even worse? <laughs> so. Darkness is used to explain the state of a man without the Spirit of God. So, we said, so when he says, let there be light, that was Moses' explanations to his audience 
concerning God's promise to save. Concerning God's promise to save them from the bondage of sin, the bondage of darkness, the bondage of death. And also his union with man. So heaven and earth, light shining out of darkness, we will live forever and all of those things, the multiplications of the sons of God. So when Moses was telling them, let there be light, he was referring to let light shine in the hearts of men. And what is that? It means the spirit of God will now reside in the heart of men. And there will now be multiplications of sons. So as I said, I'm trying to finish up this series. And let's see, we've been on the Old Testament all through the past five, six weeks, right? I think, I don't know. I've lost track of it. But let's look at how the New Testament explained it. I've showed you all through. But let's look at the New Testament now. And we said that, for according to the New Testament, let's look at, let's start from John. First John 1 verse 3. So we said Moses' writings are written that way in the course of his audience. And I explained to you, I said, if you missed Moses when he was explaining the Sabbath day, you will not understand it today. If you have missed Moses when he was explaining day, morning, evening, star, in fact, I was studying something this couple of weeks and I was looking at Moses' explanation of stars, moons. Um, uh, let me show you something. Go to Psalm 148. So you will see that those things are supernatural things. Look at Psalm 148 quickly. I was looking at that this week and I was like, okay, this cannot be physical. Go to Psalm 148. Psalm 148, verse 1. So, when you see Moses' explanation on stars, moon, I'm not explaining it in this series, though. No, I'm not explaining it in this series. Don't worry. It's just something for you to think about. Look at Psalm 148, verse 1. Is everybody there? I just, I just want to get your mind thinking. That's Psalm 148, verse 1. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him from the height. Praise ye in all angels. Praise ye in all his hosts. Look at what he now says in verse 3. Praise ye in sun and moon. Now, if you were in today's world, you will look at the sun and the moon and say, it is praising him. How do they praise him? How does sun and moon praise God? Let me see. Stone, 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 stone can even praise God. How can they? How, why are we, who has brainwashed us that way? How will a stone? Say, even this ground can praise him. This ground that we are mopping every time is not the one praising God. No, now. That's why I told you if you have me. So that means now you have to go back to Genesis, right? Yes, right, guys? Yes, to understand what Moses used, what was Moses' description of sun, star, and moon for it to be talking here. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because this praise him, sun, stars, moon, and all stars of the light. Praise ye heavens, ye waters above the heavens. Now that's Genesis language now, right? Right, saying waters above the heavens, right? Yes. That's Genesis language. So now David was writing from Moses. So now if you have missed Genesis now, you just come to church and say, as a praise worship leader, brethren, brethren, the Bible, the Bible even says the sun and the moon praise God. Ah uh-uh. ah, from where to where? How does sun and moon praise God? In fact, I've not seen the moon in a, in a long time. Shall we hear, hear that we have snow? Where does where does we see? I think it's summer, right? So, ah, they praising God. 
How does the moon talk? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just getting your mind to think that if you have missed it in Genesis, <laughs> when you get to that place as a praise worship leader, there's a brethren. Some are in the sanctuary, some are in the mortuary. <laughs> but you, you are here. And the souls are standing in the moon and state singing. You cannot open your mouth and praise God. No. Another text, we can use another text for that. Amen. <laughs> in this church, you must know Bible. Ah, tell your neighbor, say you must know Bible. You must know Bible. You must know Bible. You must know Bible. Ah, you must know it too. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be in this church and not and be confused. So, what's now my work? Why did God send me here? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Alright, so we're in 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. Let's go quickly. So we said, um, I'll just keep you some explanations. We'll explain that later. But let's go straight to 1 John. Verse 3. 1 John 1 verse 3. So we, we looked at Moses' vocabularies and we said the first five books include... So that would mean that the first five books of the scriptures now, we include... Parables, pictorial things, images, right? We said serpent. We saw it in Revelation 12, verse 9. Look at, go, go there quickly. So if you are reading Genesis, go to Revelation 12, verse 9. Revelation 12, verse 9. Just hold on to that one. Revelation 12, verse 9. Revelation 12, verse 9. Are you there? Is everybody there? Revelation 12, verse 9. It says, Now the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent. Called what? The devil. So now that means serpent was not physical in Genesis, right? Because he used the word old serpent. The old serpent would mean you must have read Genesis. Right, guys? Yes, sir. So that means now that myth of, I wonder if you heard that myth growing up of uh, snakes to talk before, then God caused them, then they now started walking with their belly. That's why the only thing they do is to ease. How do they end those things going That's wrong. It says that old serpent, the devil. It was the devil. So what was Moses' explanation? It was to communicate it that way. So and I explain to you that because their audience were agrarian in nature, agrarian in nature means they dealt with agriculture, they dealt with land farming. That's why you see them, they'll say, I'm going to the promised land. We are going to the promised land. Now, when we come into the new covenant, you will see the promised land again. All you'll be seeing is the spirit. The spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, why did they use all of those things? Garden, tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, snare, serpent. Why? Because water, heaven, star, moon. Because that's what they can relate with. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, if we were to write the Bible now in our own language, in 2023 modernization, you and I would not, and you are Moses. Hope you know you are not going to use that kind of explanation. You are going to explain it clearly. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Because you expect that your audience are already exposed to a bit of knowledge. Right? Yes. The world has evolved in such a way that, no, in fact, a six-year-old person now can tackle you on biblical questions and ask you. Why did God why did God kill people in the Old Testament? Are you watching? How did you know? Six year old. Because the word now is involving in knowledge. So you can't. So and you know what you do? Because you don't know, shut up, don't think like that again. Shut up. I wonder if your parents used to do that to you. They say, 
When you ask your prayer question, I remember me too when I was younger. I used to ask my brother, Shut up! Only God, only God can. <laughs> you cannot question God. How many people told you those things when you were younger? You can't question God. You can't question God. So you say, ah, It's true, I can't question God. Let me go and sleep. No, now. Uh uh-uh. uh. Even God came down as a man, they asked him questions. <laughs> and he answered. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Alright, let's go to our first job. One, two. First John verse three. First John three. Are you enjoying this series? Yes. yes. So I'm opening your mind to the scriptures, right? You have to, your mind has to be open. Alright, it says that which we have seen and heard will declare unto you that we also we have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ. And these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. Look at it in verse 5. It says, This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him there is no words. Darkness. Can we say Genesis? It now says, If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we do not the truth. Are you saying that darkness now is more of a spiritual reality now? In our sense, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. In our sense, and the blood of Jesus Christ is so cleanseth us from all our sins. Now, let's look at it in context. In verse 1, look at it in verse 1 there. It says, that which we've heard from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands are handled of the word of life. Look at what it says. That which we've heard for what? The beginning. The beginning. Now, the beginning will refer to what? Genesis. The beginning will refer to what? Genesis. Okay, good. So, now, what did they hear from the beginning? That was what they now told us in verse 5. This is the message we've heard of him. That in him, and to declare to you that what is, what is happening, God is light, and what? In him, there is no darkness. So, but it describes it in verse 2 as says, the word of life. The word of life refers to the gospel. The gospel we've heard. The gospel we've heard. So, look at in 1 John 5. 1 John 5. 1 John 5 verse 11. 1 John 5 11. 1 John 5 verse 11. 1 John 5 verse 11. Look at what it says. It says, and this is the record that God has given to us internal life, and this life is in his son. He now says, look, look at it in verse 12. He says that he, he that hath the son hath life, and he that hath not the son of God hath not life. And these things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, and ye may know and have internal life. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So therefore, some the preaching of the gospel can be called fellowship. That is, the preacher is making available what he has been given, which is eternal life. So when you and I preach the gospel, we are making available eternal life in the Son, available for people. It says that we may have fellowship. In verse 3, it says that we may have fellowship. So that word fellowship is the Greek word koinonia. And it's derived from the word koinos. means common. That is available to everyone. 
the act of making something available to everyone. So that's why you read in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 40 where it says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all forever. Amen. So the fellowship of the Holy Spirit means that the Holy Spirit is available to all. But let me tell you, it is required that you preach it. It is not going to be available. It is available. It is on the air. But they cannot receive it unless you preach it. So you owed, let me tell you what happened to you when you got born again. You owed the salvation of another man in your hands. You owed the destiny, let me use the word destiny loosely, of another man in your hands. You owed the infirmity of another man in your hands. Let me tell you. You will not be asked on the last day what you did with your life. No. You will not be asked if you, if you hurt, if you went to school, if you made money, if you, what card you drove. That's not what you'll be asked. Of. The question that will be, be asked of you on the last day is, that spirit you have gotten, what did you use it to do? And that is what you will be judged of. So, the preaching of the gospel is so important. That's why you see in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, it says, go into the world and do what? And preach the gospel to all creatures. All. In Mark 16, he repeated the same thing. In Luke 24, he says, and forgiveness and repentance of sins will be preached in my name among all nations. In John 20, he says, Whosoever sins you remit shall be remitted unto you. So that shows forgiveness of sins is in your hands. When you preach the gospel, you are forgiving people of their sins. That is why you see in Romans 10, How shall they hear except a true preacher? So the power of the gospel has been given to the believer to use it. I told you. God will never come down. I remember many years ago, many, many years ago, and that inspired me to study. I had a very long conversation with an atheist in downtown Indianapolis. I will never forget. And because we wanted to take the bus, then I didn't have a car, so we wanted to take a bus and all of those things. And when we saw the bus coming, he just said, one last question. And then I couldn't answer it. He said, see, if God is God, let him come down now and let us see. Since he hears everybody, since he does everything, ah, I looked at that question like a challenge. And I felt like, it's true now. No, think about it. If God is God, let him come down. But yes, down the line, I found out, ah, no, he cannot. He already came down once. And he came down once in Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. He came down once in Christ. And what did he come and do? He came to die. If he will come back again, the coming back again is to take us away. So we better not let him come. <laughs> I couldn't answer that question then. I couldn't. But now I can. I wish I can. I have his phone number. So that we can text and I say, that question you asked me then, let me, let me respond. I couldn't. But he came down once in Christ. And that once was to die for us. 
and he has committed the responsibility of the gospel to our trust. So meaning, anyone who has believed the gospel will stand like Abraham, I taught you last week, and say, from my seed, God will multiply my seed. Don't forget, we say it's the God of Abraham, right? The God of Isaac, right? The God of Jacob. We saw that last week, two weeks and two weeks ago. Meaning the God of his promise. And what happened with them? In thy seed, they will multiply, right? So now the question you should ask yourself is your seed multiplying? Your seed will not be your physical children. No. Hope you know. You know that's not what God was promising Abraham. You know the way we sing that song? That song, we, we even need to be singing the song in church. Abraham's blessings are mine. Because we are still reaping of the blessing. We are still in the blessing. I am blessed in the money. I am blessed in the evening. Because Abraham's blessings are mine. We are still in the blessing. The blessing he promised Abraham that from your seed. Ah, he said from he says through your seed. He says he will multiply it. So when he told the disciples, go and preach the gospel in all the all the world, what is he doing? Go and multiply this same seed. Genesis 1, verse 26. Go and listen to fighting the wire, explain it there. Genesis 1, verse 26. When it says replenish, have dominion, subdue the earth. He wasn't talking about go and keep giving birth to physical children. No, 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 no. Don't forget, he says, you were created in his image. He now told us to multiply, to subdue, to replenish, to have dominion over the earth. The man born again has dominion. I, I tell you, I'm going to teach you more about your authority as a believer as the years roll by. The dominion you have is such that even the devil can't stand you. You don't understand. God who created the world now dwells in a mortal man like you through his spirit. So you are not ordinary. You are super ordinary. You are supernatural. Go and listen to the supernatural life. I explained it to you guys there. The man that is born again has already been born with a purpose. God now makes his abode with him. He now lives forever. You know, the beauty about it is that a man born again cannot die. He can only sleep. That thing we call death. It is called sleeping for the man born again. Paul says we sleep. But the man who is not born again is dead or is gone. But do you know, you and I hold the keys to the eternity of that man. So why will people perish today? Because you are not doing anything. I'll give you a brief history. I always say this in this. I always say this in church. Always. This city that we are in, Rochester, right? Is a city where years ago, Charles Finney preached. The population of this city there was about 60,000. And 60,000 men were saved in this same city. Do you know when those kind of people get to heaven? They are coming with an entire city. Lord. <laughs> no, that's that's just one of the cities. Lord that came. Like when they are when they are when they are in fact, when they are going, they will be going with Ethora. If I just be escorting them to the father's show, like ah, ah, you have no way. Because they are coming with a multiplication of seeds. 
So we are blessed, right? I just explained that last week. I said we are blessed, right? Yes. The man born again is a blessed man. So how do you share your blessing? By the preaching of the gospel. That is declaring the light of God's spirit across. Let there be light in Africa. Let there be light in New York. Let there be light in the nations of the earth. Let there be light in North America, Europe. How is that going to be done? By man. Don't forget, he says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He says, This will be my name in memorial, meaning, I am the God that works with men. I'm the God that works with men. And God is working with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go and read through the scriptures. He works with men. Adam, King. Abel, Noah, Enoch, men. When you and I read these scriptures, we are reading stories of men, of how God worked with men. So, it is only available. The light of the gospel is only available if we preach the gospel. So, when it says, let there be light, it is let there be light via your words. So when you are preaching and men believe the gospel, what happens? The Lord will say it and say, this is good. Just like he did it in Genesis 1. He says, and he saw it and he said, this was good. Glory to God. So, what? So, look at Two. Let's go back to that first John one. First John one. First John one. It says, and this is in verse four. This is the things which I write. I write. We write unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message that we've heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. He says, if we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, he says, you will lie and do not the truth. Look at 1 John 2, verse 7. 1 John 2, verse 7. He says, brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye have heard from what? The beginning. So now, when you see the beginning in anywhere in the scripture, what does it mean? Genesis. Genesis. The old commandment is the word which you end on the beginning. Again, I write no new commandment. Look at what it says in verse 8. But that which is true. Look at what is look at what it says in verse 8. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which is true in him and in you, because darkness is past, and the true light does what? Now shineth. And he says in verse 9, he said, He that saith he is in the light and hated his brother, he is in what? Darkness. And he that loveth his brother and abideth, abideth in the light. And there is no occasion of stumbling for him. But he that hated his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because darkness has blinded his eyes. So what did he, what was, 
What, what does walking in darkness mean? Remember in John 8, let's go back to John 8, not first John now. John 8, verse 12. John 8, verse 12. John 8, 12. What does darkness mean? We are trying to look at the New Testament now. Because we've, we've been on the hood, right? Now, I'm sure nobody, nobody, as far as this series is concerned, nobody should start. By now, your mind should be opening to the Old Testament, right? Right, guys? Your mind should start opening. You should not close. You should not just be reading the Old Testament and be saying, it's a story. Uh, Shall Joseph? Joseph the dreamer. How ah, how God took Joseph from the truth to the deeds. You know? Uh, Joseph, Joseph was that boy that came out from nowhere. You know? But no, that's not all the story is all about. They are theologists. And now and I speak to you, I said, what happened in their days was because Moses was well learned, he was schooled with the Egyptians. He let the stories and add all of those stories via oral traditions. Just like they will tell you the stories of your father. They will tell you the stories of your community. So what did Moses do? Moses unpicked those stories and pointed the theology to us. Don't think those were the only men in that their world that were existing. No. Hope you know. That was why when we saw the Garden of Eden, remember we connected how it was around, there were a lot of Cities around it, right? Yes. So, and you, you know what we now thought was that it's just two people that was on that place. No. Abraham time. It was not just Abraham that was living. No. So, when somebody asks you, who was Cain's wife? Explain to them that that was. I mean, when they, people have asked you some mischievous, I call them mischievous. Mischievous people have asked you that question. If you say the Bible is true, who did Cain marry? How many of you have asked you those questions before? They should have asked you now. You don't know that some mischievous people are around. They don't. They don't read Bible. They don't read. Do you know? Do you know the about? I have this of people. They don't read Bible. They only know all the contradictions in the Bible. They don't know it. They don't know how Christ died. How he was buried. What happened from the cross to the throne? They don't even know what he did with his blood. They don't know. But only the contradictions where the Bible have problems. Where the things was not written properly. Say, this one. This one. Ah. What's their problem? Mischievous guy. Say, who is the wife of King? Go and find out. <laughs> I'll find out. The Bible is not an history book. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, the Bible is not history. Moses just unpicked the stories he wanted us to see. Theology. So that shows God has already given us, He has given us a template on how He wanted us to know Him. Any other extra source, it is your own choice. <laughs> he has given us a template. That's why it says, only men of old were inspired of the Holy Ghost. So yes, he had picked the scripture, but don't forget, Moses was still, done, was still what? inspired by the Spirit with those texts of scripture. So that is what God wants us to know. So were they the only ones that lived? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? No. But they are not the only ones that were on it. There were other cities, other countries, other nations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Things were moving fine. That's why you will see in the, in the book of Acts, you will see somebody called the Ethiopian Union coming from Ethiopia. That's to let you know that those nations are already existing. In fact, studying more, when I study the scriptures more, when it says, um, you shall receive power, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part of the earth. That uttermost part of the earth, he passed to Africa. Yes. 
I did more studies on that. It refers to the ends. That was what they called the ends of the nations. So that's why when Luke was to give us details on places they reached, they brought up Ethiopia. The Ethiopia eunuch was reached. He showed us Samaria, how Samaria was full in, in Act 8. He now gave us a description of, ah, we've conquered all the places that Jesus said we should reach. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you can't say, so, that the fact that you only see Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the you can't say, who Jesus was alive. No, there were other countries where Jesus was alive. Night was going on. Properly. That's why people will say, if, if at evil history have problem with that story of the flood of Noah, there cannot be a flood that can wipe out the whole world. No, 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 no. The flood of Noah, that story is, is just geographical. It just happened in, let's say, Rochester. It was not the entire nation. I get what I'm saying. It's not, there was no one rain that we fall and the whole entire head would be destroyed. No, it's not possible. I you get what I'm saying. It's not possible. Historically, it's not possible. So what happened was, Moses just told us a story of what happened in a particular town where Noah was. And that flood wiped out the entire city. And Noah, so imagine how we know and start again with one children and reproduce to this way it is born. Does it make sense? It doesn't. And you get what I'm saying. So sometimes we have to apply our thinking caps also. That's why I always say, I say some Christians, once they are coming, once they get to the door like this, they just drop their bed and say, brain, cease. As they enter church, so they will brain, watch they brain, watch they brain, watch they When they not get back outside, when they get to the car park, they will say, brain, come back. And they will pick up their brains again. That's why they will tell you, they will tell you, they will tell you different things in the scriptures. And you don't be wondering, wow, wow. And you'll be wondering, I'm learned. I can reason. They will not show you things. I, I wish I could even remember examples of things that they used to use to deceive people in church. Let me see. What days to use? I'm sorry, it's been long enough. I've preached those messages. God of vengeance. God of vengeance. Ah! Let's not start now. <laughs> Let's not start it. <laughs> Which other one did they use? Which other one? Uh -uh. Why are you behaving like all that you know is just legend be light? When you are still going to go and watch YouTube videos? <laughs> well, then tell me now, which other ones have you heard before? Which other ones? Ah, okay, we are not, we are not, we are not talking. Prosperity? Pros no, we've talked about prosperity. Which other one? Each other, I was trying to remember. God of your, of your relationship. Or mm. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, now we're in Valentine's season. Every church now is going into. Every church now is doing. Um, Valentine. They say God is love. They say, like, that's the way they are going to. They tell you God is love. If God is really love, let's go and preach the gospel. And show men, is this? <laughs> and show men that God is really love. But it's a lie, oh. The God is love. After they tell you God is love for five minutes, the next thing is brethren. We are in your relationship with two people. I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, you can preach that from the scriptures, right? Listen to friendships, and uh, 
which other world do we have again? Which other materials do we have for that? Love work, relationship share. We have a lot of that. In fact, this Tuesday, I'm teaching on relationships. So if you miss it, you miss God. <laughs> this Tuesday, super. I'm teaching on supernatural. I'm breaking my series deliberately. I want to teach on supernatural relationships from the scriptures. How to have a good relationship with people from the scriptures. How many of you want to learn that? Those things have to be taught from God's word. You don't have to use canal will say, if the person is just a sanguine, sanguine and, and melancholy does not match. No. Or which Cyprus or Aquarius or Cancer does not match one thing. No. What's your sign? You're a Virgo. Virgo, you're a Libra. No. You can't, we don't match. No. That's, that's the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now we are born again. We can learn them from the scriptures. How God related with man. How men related together with scriptures. Don't worry, Tuesday. If you miss it, you miss God. You will not even put it online so that you miss it. <laughs> we will not put it online. <laughs> Alright. Now I will walk through the Old Testament, the New Testament. Relationship. Pure teaching. Pure. I'm sure by I trust God that this Tuesday your relationship with human beings will get better. Yeah. I can tell you why, why I want to teach it is because I can tell you that many of many of the connections I have in the natural stand from a good relationship. And you need to know how to maximize your relationship with people. We live in a world where you, you want to be in a relationship with people for a gain and a benefit. Okay, what can I get from this person? What can I get from this person? What can I get from this person? Uh, is that, one of the things we want to look at is, is that right or is that wrong? Because there's a slant to it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because honestly, so, <laughs> sometimes I want to be in a relationship because I want to make money. Yeah. <laughs> if, I be, if I'm in a relationship with a businessman, I want to make money. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, we're going to look at it from the scriptures. Is that right? Is that wrong? And we also live in a world where... Why am I talking relationship? Well, we're in this season. <laughs> I think it's already hanging over the year. <laughs> now, what to also look at? Where, where can we draw the limits in our relationships? You know, see, that thing of... People tell you something and say... Um, there's something they say in Yoruba, I will say it in English. In my native language, they say, don't see Rigu. Don't, that means don't remind people of their past or what the kindness you have done. Uh, that does not apply in scripture. God says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember what I have done. So why can't I remind you that I'll be good to you? No, 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 no. We have to look at the line in scriptures. Because a lot of people use carnal way to explain it. If God tells them, I delivered you from Egypt. I delivered you from bondage. God told the children of Israel like that when they were messing up. Say, I delivered you. I rescued you. You can tell your partner, say, ah, ah, when you were in debt, I settled you. Yeah. We're going to look at it from the scriptures. We want to look at relationship of the scriptures. We want to look at how to have conversations. How do you have godly conversations with people? How do you make conversations happen? Not that 
What's your best color? What's your Have you eaten? What are you doing today? WYD. HBU. W Y M. What we are What you mean? If I got the one I here. What's your favorite show? You know, that's what we connect with today. What's your favorite anger for Buffalo Wild Me? We're gonna look at it from the scriptures. What what is we're gonna look at some lines to draw. How do you build trust? You know? There are certain ways, you know, you can't I can't trust you if I've not seen your commitment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even in ministry, you can't be a worker in church if I'm not seeing your commitment. It's not possible. It's not possible. We are, we are not sharing. We are not in the rush to our workers. You have to be committed at least six months to one year. It's a standard principle here. If you have not been in this church every day, prayer group meetings, every day, you cannot even pray. When I mean pray, you know, some of you that come, we pray. I don't believe you have to come and sing. Sing to who? <laughs> so we have here. Oh, so oh. I will sing it. I will sing it together. <laughs> like the rush. I think that's what I'm saying. So how do you build commitment? How do you build those things? We're going to start it Tuesday. Let's let's continue our ledger delight. Amen. <laughs> Tuesday, seven p.m. Don't miss it. If you miss it, you miss God. We will not, we will not put it online. Just so that if you do not come to church, you do not come. Amen. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, so what does darkness mean? Let's try and start wrapping up, right? But I think we've understood a lot in this series, right? Yes. On darkness, light, the written scriptures, how the scriptures was written, all of those things. So in John 8 verse 12, it says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me, look at what Jesus says. He that followeth me will not do what? Walk in darkness. Walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, if you want to really understand this text very well, you have to go to John 1 verse 1. Let's look at John 1 1. Let's read it down. Let's look at his explanation on light from John 1 1. He says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things was made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. And as says, he came to bear witness of the light. Look at what he now says. That all men might, all men truly might believe. He said he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. Now he was referring to a physical manner as a light. And that says, that was the true light, which does what? Lighted every man that cometh into the world. So that shows that the light of the gospel is a message. That's why you read in Genesis 1 verse 1 to 3 and all of those things. And light in the Greek. Now let's look, we've looked at the Hebrew now. And that's because we've been looking at the Old Testament. Now look at the new one, the New Testament. Light in the Greek is from the word phos, P-H-O-S. P-H-O-S, and it implies a source of illumination itself. So in other words, Jesus does not receive light. 
He says he came. Now he was talking about John the Baptist in this John 1. And he says he came to bear witness of the light. Look at John 5, verse 35. We're trying to walk through light description. He says he was a burning and shining light. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. He now says, now since you are willing to rejoice in his life, so I said, I have greater witness than the witness of that of John. So you see, we saw John now in John 1, right? Who came to bear witness of the light? Now he's saying John again now. Say, I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works I do, and bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So that word light, like I said, is on word false in the Greek, and it's also translated from the Greek word lushnos, L-U-C-H-N-O-S, L-U-C-H-O-N-S, L-U-C-H-O-H-N-O-S, and it implies a lampstand, that is, which you put the lamp upon. Some of you that are from Africa will understand that lampstand, but I know that most of you are not from there, so <laughs> you can't understand. I don't know how to explain it better than how, how do I explain lampstand in America today? How do you know candles? Yeah, do you know candles? Yeah. You don't know candles. Yeah. You have candles, yeah. but you don't know. Yeah. Do you know lantern? What is it? Ah! <laughs> do you know torchlight? They have torchlight. They call it flashlight. Yes. Ah. Do you know kerosene? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you put that, uh, you draw a cotton wool and you light the lantern. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you put kerosene there. You put cotton wool okay. down and you know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Mark can not relate, right? <laughs> Sorry, you guys grew up when it's 24 hours light. We have to wait on light. <laughs> I have prayed and fasted and let there be light. And there was light. I remember there was a day. Let me wanted to watch a movie. Many years ago. Ah! That movie was interesting. And that kind of movie, they can't show it again. It was all this DSTV thing. So you only need God. To do a miracle, I knelt down, I prayed, and the light obeyed, and there was light. <laughs> but now, if there's no light here, now you go and sue people. Sue in Africa? Where? Where are you suing? <laughs> I remember when I first got to America many years ago, light, there was no light for, for about one or two hours, and everybody. You, you can read on, on the when the lights go back and you can read on the on the um TV Fox 59 then Indiana everybody was complaining oh I was almost dying I lost myself someone say I fainted I couldn't even move you they were just reading the comment I was just I was like wow wow I grew up in darkness that is why I'm dark <laughs> when they say thick darkness, darkness was upon the face of the deep. That was what that's what you are seeing in my face. <laughs> because my house, I've told you 
the story before. There's a transformer like this. If that transformer has problem, only my house will suffer it. Because if it sparks, ah, uh, two weeks, that's all. Two weeks we're going to be, we're going to be mingling with darkness. <laughs> and the beauty about it is you will see light everywhere. You'll be, you'll be looking at light and imagining the light like, wow, these guys are lucky, wow. <laughs> but wow, we, we live in a good world. We live in a good world. We live in a good world. You know, I was in Ghana yesterday, and I was and I was talking to a friend. I was actually in Yogi Guys City yesterday, and I was talking to a friend. And I said, ah, "There's no this light in this country. This ah, that's the beauty about Ghana." Yeah. I said, eh? "This guy, I thought we are all Africans together." I said, "No, Charlie." <laughs> that's what they told me in your city yesterday. <laughs> I said, said "Charlie, no." <laughs> Was coming from there was no light. And I don't even Ghana. They said, Ah, I said, I was even complaining. I was like, How come is it? Is this how it is? They said, This is the beauty of our Ghana. I said, But we are African then, Charlie. All right, guys. So it says the word, so it says, uh, Light now. So this, we said it implies lampstand and a lamp. Upon. So, and Jesus was described as a burning and a shining lampstand. So, and John is called the greatest of the prophets by Jesus. John was called the greatest of the prophets by Jesus. Because of the revelation of Christ that he has been revealed to the Jews. So, now, you will see in Second Peter. So, John the Baptist was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. But you see in 2 Peter, there's 2 Peter 1 19. 2 Peter 1 19. 2 Peter 1 19. It says, look at what it says there. Uh, this is, these are things I, I really want to explain to you guys, and I don't want to rush it. Rush it. I think we're going to continue from here next week, but I really want you to understand especially how the New Testament explains life. Look at what it says in 19. Since we have a sure more word of prophecy, where unto you do well, and ye take it as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. He says, Look at what Peter said. He says, We have a sure more word of prophecy. And we do well to take it as unto a light that shines in darkness or in a dark place until the day dawn. And the day star arise in your heart. So I'm sure now everybody knows that light and darkness, right, is not physical, right, guys? So now we are now talking of an understanding point of view now, right? Okay, good. So when it says light that shines in a dark place, that light is from the Greek word I explained to you, is it refers to a lamp. So when it says a more sure word there. Is from the Greek word babios, B-E-B-A-I-O-S. And it implies that which is established or ratified. So when it says we have a sure more word of prophecy, it was talking about prophetic on in the Greek, that's prophecy, that is utterances of the prophet. You see in Romans 16, verse 26, where it says, But it was now made manifest by the scriptures of the prophet and all of those things. But he now says that 
we have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well to take it as unto the light that shineth in a dark place. And don't forget, we said in John 5, verse 39 and 36, it says, Jesus is that burning light. That word burning there is from the word chimeos and it implies consuming. So now, when he says the word, the light shineth, shineth is from the word final. It implies an imagined appearance. So Peter was referring to the utterances of the prophet were progressive. He now says in a dark place, utmerous in the Greek, that is obscurity. So when he says the light shines in a dark place, it was a figure of speech to show us that when the prophets were speaking, don't forget, he says we have a sure more word of prophecy. Now, how will prophecy be spoken? Through words, right? It now says, like a light that shineth in a dark place. Meaning, when the prophets were speaking, when the prophets were prophesying, their revelation of Jesus was progressive until the day dawn, obviously. And it now says, so when we preach, when you and I communicate the gospel, what is happening to the light of people or to the heart of those who are receptive? The light is shining in their hearts. When I open my mouth to speak and utter the word of God, not, you know, I, I thought something recently, I think two weeks ago, where is a man saying? You should listen to it. Because many of times we think that when we hear, oh, God, you know, there are some messages we hear that is not the gospel. Such like, imagine you come to a service now and I tell you, ah, God will bless your job. God will bless your job. Will he do that? Obviously, yes. Definitely. Then imagine I tell you, now come and be saved. Hope you know you did not hear the message. You only heard, you are coming out to be saved because you want God to bless you. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. That is what you came out for. You are not saved, though. If you imagine in that head, um, come out and be saved so that you pass your exam. This da, 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 da. You'll be saved. you pass your exam. you do well. you make it alive. Bedroom, the first step to be making it alive is be born again. You are not, then you now come out to, or the altar call. You will not save them. You have not heard the message. The message has not been preached. So that's why, see, we have a lot of false, a lot of people think we have Christians, we have a lot of false converts who are in church and they don't even know they are saved or they are not saved. They've not heard the message. The message is how that Christ died, how that he was buried and how that he rose in him. Then he says that in that second Peter 1 verse 19, he says we have a sure more word of prophecy. That is, our utterances are true. Ha. That he says, we unto we do where to take it, as unto a light that shineth in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star ariseth in your heart. So when we preach, when we communicate the gospel. We are telling men that see, 
Christ wants to shine and add the dark places in your heart. And the light of the gospel wants to shine in your heart. That is what we are doing. So when you and I, we're going to continue from here next week, right? But when you and I preach the gospel, we are doing the same thing that John said. He says, this is the same message we had from the beginning. So you and I can say, Moses opened the Bible with salvation, right? Can we say that? Yes, Can we say that? Yes, sir. Moses opened the Bible with God's plan or the problem of the world and immediate solution. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, right? The earth was the problem. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? The solution, and God said, let there be light. So we can safely say the Bible is a story, a salvation story. And the plan of God, it is going to be fulfilled. So I will end this way. When you and I preach, what are we doing? We are lightening up a dark place. In John 20, look at your responsibility. Everybody go to John 20. Let's read it. We're going to read it together. John 20, look at your responsibility. Look at your responsibility. So we're going to go in this week for more. Right? For more. More lighting up. Right? More acts. Receiving the gospel. Look at John 20 verse 22. John 20 22. Look at what he says. Let's, we're going to read it. It says, in verse 22, it says, And he said unto them, and he breathed unto them, and he says, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Yes, sir. You've received, right? Yes, so we can say a man who is born again has received the Holy Ghost, right? Yes, sir. Right, guys? Yes, sir. All right, look at in verse 22. What did he now say? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Everybody? No, no, not, not everybody is reading. One, two, ready, go. Whosoever sins he remains, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins he retains, they are retained. Now, whose responsibility is that? Your responsibility. He has given you the Holy Ghost. The light is already in your heart. So, whosoever sins you retain, meaning, <laughs> if they did not believe what you said, their sins are not forgiven. So when they stand on the last day to be judged, they will, your face is the one that will come on them. That you preached. Meaning God came. You don't understand. Let me explain it to you. Call me one. Let me explain, let me explain it to you. On the last day, on the last day, look at how it's going to be. If you did not believe the gospel, what are you going to be judged? Come, come brother. What's your name? Yeah? David. David, come, come, bro, David, come. Assuming now he is born again, right? Now, assuming, bro, David is not born again and he dies today, he's not going to die. <laughs> and on the last day, he's trying to argue, no, 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 what's going to happen? And if it was AY that appeared to him, maybe that preached to him, maybe in the snow, maybe in Walmart. Maybe as I was doing God's streets, I was just saying, I said, leave me alone, I don't have time. Do you know what is going to happen? Come to his front. The face of God that will show eh, to him will be a wise face. It will mean, it will, do you know what God will say? Mm-hmm. I preach to you in one month. You rejected me. Mm-hmm. Go and see that. Thank you. That was why he said to Paul of, of Tarsus, 
He says, I am. Go to go to Act 9. Go to Act 9. Look at what he said to the son of Sassos. Act 9, quickly. Act 9, verse 5. Act 9, 5. Act 9, 5. Act 9, 5. Are you there? Yes, Are you there? Yes, Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Yes, um, and the Lord said, Hold on. Is it Jesus physically that Paul persecuted? Yes, sir. Eh? Yes, sir. No, sir. But what, when Jesus came, he says, I am the one you persecuted. Meaning, our responsibility now that we have the Spirit, we are standing in His stead. Every believer, just like what Jesus did in Acts 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You know, that is our testimony today, that God is with us. We are standing on earth in his stead. So anyone who has rejected you, they've rejected God. Anyone who has believed you, they believe God. Romans 10, I showed you last week. How shall they hear? Except what? Show you, preacher. He now says, How beautiful are the feet of those who declare the God tidings of good news. So, what is going to happen when you step in front of a sinner? They are seeing God. That is what is happening. Remember the God of Abraham? The God of Isaac, right? The God of Jacob? The God that walked with men, right? Mm -hmm. And is walking with you and I today. So when he says, when we say, let there be light, what is happening? We are reflecting that same God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, to the lives of men. So let there be light with me. We are preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Preaching the gospel. We are lightening all the dark places. So you know the hearts of men are still dark, right? The men who have not believed the gospel, their hearts are still dark, right? Right? They are still dark. Don't even say they go to church. You don't know the message they are preaching there. Don't use that word, but they go to church. <laughs> what if what they are here is motivation? Motivation is not a message. Acquire to desire to retire to refire to go to a fire. And I tell you, please, if you want to be saved, come out. You have not heard the message. You only heard. You came out for acquire to retire. I don't even get what I'm saying. You've not heard it. So we are going to light up minds heart. How? By the preaching of the message. So when you and I stand in front of people, what is happening? God is with us. Hallelujah. Look at Mark 16 as we close. Amen. Is this blessing you? I'm going to continue from here next week. I would put it into a cup. I, tried, I thought I would finish it today, but I think there's still more. But I think you understand the scriptures now, right? You're understanding it, right? Look at Mark 16. Mark 16, verse 20. Mark 16, 20. And they went forth 
and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them, confirming his word with what? Signs following. Look at Matthew 28, verse 20. Matthew 28, 20. It says, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am what? With you always, even unto the end of the earth. Is that your testimony? Yes, sir. He is with you. He is walking with you. He is doing his work through you. He is fulfilling his course on earth through you. So when you and I go out to preach the message, God is working with us. And what is happening? Let there be light. So darkness has never been physical. Light has not been physical. He says John the Baptist was sent to bear witness of the light. But he was not the true light. But you know what? You and I are the true light. The Spirit of God dwells in our heart. Our light, our heart has been lighted up with the true light. So what is our responsibility? To light up the heart of others. So you may have a mission, right? We have a purpose. We have a mandate to reignite the hearts of men back to the message. So what was Adam doing? What was supposed to be the responsibility of Adam? He was supposed to light up the darkness. We're going to look at it much later. What was supposed to... So why did he he disobeyed God with that? Cain the same thing. Enoch obeyed. Bible says that Enoch walked with the Lord. Noah obeyed. Abraham obeyed. Job, Jacob obeyed. Isaac obeyed. The men of old obeyed. So who are we? Hallelujah. Even Peter obeyed. Son of Tarsus. Ah, you don't understand. A murderer. So never you think that you cannot preach the gospel. At least, has anybody killed anybody here? No. Right? <laughs> oh, yes. You just told Samus. Because me, I'll be the best to <laughs> I need my life to preach more. <laughs> you are more modern people, at least. That should be at least. If we want to classify sin. <laughs> that should be. We, we can't classify sin. Sin is sin. No matter what it is, we lie to sin. So don't think there's a greater and greatest sin. No. But Saul of Tarsus, a murderer of people, became that guy who said, the whole of Asia was saved through his gospel. So you and I don't have an excuse. So you cannot say you are incapable, right? Yes, you sir. can't. <laughs> you can't. The men of Uda, if there was somebody that was supposed to be capable, Peter just denied Jesus a few days ago. And his Bible says, Peter standing up among the level, he preached and 3,000 men received the light of the gospel. So it means, if Judas did not hang himself, he would have done the same thing. 
Thomas, who doubted, preached. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That is the gospel we believe. The same thing. So you see now, one thing I want you to see and I want you to understand, this Bible is one. From Genesis to Revelation, there is no new mystery. Don't let anybody deceive you and say there is a mystery somewhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's no... If it is not consistent with Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, consistent with... If the theology cannot be consistent throughout the scriptures, your, your doctrine is wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that is the God we serve. Let's just bow our heads and let's just pray. Let's pray for our hearts this morning. As we bear the word of God, let's commit ourselves more. And as we, we shine the light more, let's consecrate our hearts this morning. That we will shine the, the light more in dark places. See, we will preach more. We will, we will commit to preach more. We will commit to. We will commit that this week more men will receive the gospel through us. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and, and let's just pray. Lift your hands. Lift your voice and pray.